Thanks for joining us for our look at the wineries and history of the Spring Mountain Appalachian. Today is a special day up here on Spring Mountain. Today we get to spend some time with our host, Sheldon Richards of Paloma Vineyards, who's been kind enough to host these conversations. And today, as almost every day that we've been up here, is another beautiful day. Sheldon, thanks so much for having us. We live in paradise. Are there days, Sheldon, that you just look around up here and think that maybe it's just too beautiful to actually have to do all the hard work that it takes to keep this place going? That crosses my mind occasionally. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about Paloma. Where did the name come from? When did the winery get started? When did you get involved? Give us a little bit of history. So I'm second generation. My mother and father brought, bought this property in 1983. It was a forest on a hillside. And over the course of several years, they cleared, terraced, trellised, and planted 7,500 vines on 15 acres and started growing grapes and uh, eventually built a winery and started making wine in 1994. Uh, the name Paloma means dove in Spanish. Um, we have a flock of wild dove that live on the property, and so it's named after them. And talk a little bit about uh, those doves and where are they on the property? How often do you see them? How much of a part of life are they here? Oh, there's probably 20 to 30 of them, maybe more uh, during breeding season. Mm -hmm. um, they're all over the property. You just see a big flock moving from tree to tree occasionally. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about the founding of Paloma, the grapes that were originally planted, and a little bit how it's evolved over time. Well, when my parents bought the property, it was with the idea of a retirement home. But when you uh, plant grapes, you never retire. You never get away from it. But again, we get to live in paradise. We get to work for ourselves. People come from all over the world to uh, taste our wine and buy it. We were the Wine Spectator's number one wine in the world in 2003. Tell us a little about the Paloma wines. Predominantly, we make a Merlot. Uh, typically, it's about 85% Merlot, 15% Cabernet. We used to have a small block of Syrah and made about 70 cases of Syrah every year. Uh, eventually, that aged out. We pulled it and planned with Cabernet, so we make a pure Cabernet. Again, 100 to 200 cases a year, maybe. And I just planted an acre of Cab Franc, so seven years from now, I'll have some Cab Franc for sale. The fact is that while we've been doing these conversations up here, I've gotten to watch you work up here. And while the view is beautiful and the environment is great, it's an immense amount of hard work at a small winery like this. Yeah, you're a farmer for 10 months of the year. So we start farming on December 1st, as soon as the grapes go dormant, which is after, the, after we harvest. And we farm right through until mid-September, just prior to harvest. Then we spend two months harvesting and making wine. And so you have to be passionate about this to want to work as many hours as we do. What do you think the biggest changes have been here on Spring Mountain since you've been here? Well, more and more vineyards and wineries. I think we're up to about 36 wineries on the mountain and a few vineyards that don't make wine. Um, it's a small community, a good community all independent mountain men and women, and so has its quirks like any small town does. And all of those new wineries, the additional wineries that have come onto the mountain, how has it really impacted life up here? doesn't seem to have changed it too much. Um, like I said, we uh, the wine community is really interesting. It's one of the few businesses in the world where you share your customers with your competitors. We send 
customers to each other all over the mountain and all over the valley. Um, don't know all the new people um, because they come and go. And is Paloma open to the public? Do you have visitors up here? Yeah, we do tastings here from 10 o'clock to 4 o'clock in 36 days a week. But since I'm usually here on Sundays doing maintenance and repairs, I do tastings on some Sundays. Beyond how the community has changed, what have you seen, if any, changes in customers? How customer attitudes, customer tastes have changed since you've been doing this? Well, I've noticed something interesting. Uh, The customers that started buying from us uh, 25 years ago were probably in their 50s and 60s and affluent enough to afford good wine. Uh, But that was 25 years ago. And they're aging out. Some are gone. They're buying less wine. They're cellaring less wine. They're drinking less wine. So now we need to bring the next generation uh, into the ballgame. And how are those young customers coming along when you get millennials up here, when you get younger customers up here? What do they ask? What are they interested in? What are their attitudes about wine and the work that you do up here? Well, I'm always encouraged when we have young people up here who really can't afford premium wine, but they want to know more. So I'm happy to share that wine and and, uh, my experiences here on Spring Mountain and Paloma and uh, nurture them. Someday they'll be our buying audience. How is Spring Mountain different from some of the other mountain appellations here in the valley? I think it's fairly unique in terms of uh, terroir, soil, and climate. We're volcanic. Um, We're a good 15 to 20 degrees cooler than the valley floor because of the ocean breezes we get up here on the uh, mountain. And grapes don't like to be too hot, so this is a really special place. A lot of very good wines on Spring Mountain. You were in a lot of other businesses before you came to the winery here, came to this. How is this business different? Is it, or is it just another business? Well, that's a good question. I was in the hospitality business for many years, running restaurants. Um, I had a PR company. I had an art publishing company. Um, So there's a lot of overlap in terms of public relations, marketing, customer service, those kind of things that I did in my previous careers as to what I do here. And those skills, I'm sure, particularly customer service, comes in pretty handy when you're dealing with your customers up here. I look at customer service a little differently than some uh, because of my PR background. I don't mind doing a tasting for a young couple that can only afford one bottle of wine because if you give them the ultimate customer experience, then they're going to send their parents or their neighbors or their friends and down the road somewhere, they're going to buy wine. And talk a little bit about where your wines are available, how people can get them. You know, we're small production. So when you're small like us, uh, going through distributors is probably not the best idea. So most of it's retail direct right out of the winery. There's a few restaurants and wine stores in California that carry it. And I have a couple of small distributors in the States, but generally 95% of our wines are direct right out of the winery. One of the other unique things for you, as it is true for some of the other wineries up here, is that you live on the property. That's a wonderful thing on one hand, and on the other, it encourages you to work 24-7. Talk about that experience. There are pros and cons to living where you work. Um, (laughs) I think we have six or seven buildings and all kinds of equipment, so you're constantly repairing and maintaining. And uh, But I can walk out the door. My commute's about five minutes from the house to the office and two minutes to the winery and a minute out into the vineyard. Sheldon Richards, Paloma Vineyards. 
on my behalf and on behalf of the whole Spring Mountain Association, I want to thank you for hosting us here at Paloma and allowing us to have these conversations here. My pleasure. Thank you.